You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? It's Friday night, October 15th. And this podcast was put off for a little while because we have had a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries going around the league over the past two days. And I just quite frankly wanted to let things settle down before giving my thoughts on a ton of players because this podcast is going to be pretty important. This isn't a matchups podcast. That's on Saturday. This is just players that you all asked about on TikTok. I'm going to be talking about them. So a few days ago, I posted a TikTok saying, hey, drop the names of players that you want to hear about. And on the next podcast, I will just talk about those players and give my thoughts on them. So I'm going to go through the comment section, just straight off of the TikTok, and talk about the players with the most most likes and whatever. Uh, I've got a good cup of coffee. It's Yeah, I know it's 10.05 at night, but you know, a good nighttime cup of coffee is almost better than a good early morning cup of coffee. I would argue that. I would argue that. Anyways, the first player. This is Dominic Elaine's one. Ask Cortland Sutton. And how would you value him personally? How would I value Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton great player great talent when he came out of college he could have been a first round draft pick went a little later but he's a bona fide wide receiver one type player and he's been great so far this season coming off of the acl tear week two two points week two 24 points week three eight week four seven week five 25 so the story has been inconsistency however the volume is there. And when we look at wide receivers, especially uh, potential wide receiver one, the volume is what's important to me. One of those games, his quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, was knocked out of the game with a concussion. So we can almost throw that out. No, no, we are not going to throw it away completely, but there's a reason for that poor performance. But overall, the volume is there. He's getting a lot of high-quality targets. He's putting up a lot of yards. And the fact that he's the number 25 wide receiver with only one touchdown is somewhat reassuring. Now, Jerry Judy is coming back. And you can make a case that that will hurt Cortland Sutton because suddenly he has to compete with potentially a better wide receiver. However, I will say this. Jerry Judy has a high ankle sprain. That's what he had. He's going to come back from it. But those high ankle sprains are nasty injuries that hamper a player's performance when they come back. Even if they don't re-aggravate it officially, they are hampered by that. So, I don't think Jerry Judy is going to burst into this offense and establish himself as the bona fide wide receiver one on the Broncos. I think Cortland Sutton has that role for this season. And I think 
that having another player in Jerry Judy there who's who's good and can open up the field, I think it will actually help Cortland Sutton because it will help the the Broncos offense as a whole. He's a great deep throw receiver. He's third in the league in air yards of 626. He uh, is sixth in average target distance at 16.1. And he is ranked first in deep targets at 12. So he is, uh, he's, he's a big, big receiver. And he's getting high quality targets. So even with CD Lat- or Jerry Judy coming back, I'm not particularly worried about Cortland Sutton. Moving on, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, it's been another uh, tale of inconsistency for this young player. Started off the season hot, 23 points and 17. We're all excited, and then he put up some duds. Nine points, three points, came back last week, 18 points. Look, C.D. Lamb's season will be inconsistent most times. I think everyone on this, uh, or every pass catcher on this Cowboys offense, it'll be a pretty inconsistent season because there are a lot of points to go around, but who has the wide receiver one week? Is it Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb? It's going to fluctuate. It will fluctuate. People like me had hoped that it would more likely than not always be C.D. Lamb. And then there were people saying that, no, it's going to be Amari Cooper. We're going to see fluctuations. And then we're going to see some weeks where Zeke scores the touchdowns. It's just a lot of weapons on this offense but C.D. Lamb is performing at a very elite level. And I think you just have to, when you start him, understand that there is a level of, of um, or there's a high range of outcomes, a large range of outcomes. He could finish with 30 points as the wide receiver won on the week, or he could finish pretty low because the offense just ran through other players that week. But that shouldn't scare you away too much because the upside is so high because he's such a good player, that I'm not really scared for C.D. Lamb. You just have to understand that that there are a lot of weapons on that offense so that there are a lot of potential outcomes every given week. That is what I think about C.D. Lamb. All righty, the next player, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, we all know he has started off the season pretty much as hot as you can start a season off. He, I believe, is the number one wide receiver. Yep, in standard leagues, number one wide receiver, number two wide receiver in PPR leagues. He's had one bad week. The rest have been massive. Last week, 36 points. Is this for real? Is this going to keep going? I think yes. Probably not quite at the pace it's going, but I think he's going to have a great season for the rest of the season as well. Why? Because the volume is there. 12 targets, 10 targets, 9 targets, 4 targets, 16 targets. He's being heavily utilized in this offense. He has the type of role that Mike Evans had, or or Michael Thomas, I mean, had Lombardi with the Saints, used Mike Evans a ton, and now he came to the Chargers, and they talked about we're going to use Mike Williams in that same role. We're going to pepper him with targets every game. And now we've seen through five weeks that has happened. And Mike Williams is talented enough and Herbert is good enough at getting the ball and high quality targets that is resulting in high fantasy performances. Will he put up 20 to 30 points every week? No, of course not. But is he a bona fide wide receiver one rest of season? I would consider him as such, yes. Allen Robinson. Let's talk about him. 
He's scaring a lot of people. Allen Robinson, I didn't draft him anywhere because this offense is yucky. This offense is very, very yucky. And Darnell Mooney is seeming to be the more loved target when it comes to uh, to Justin Fields. But Allen Robinson in PPR leagues only has one week with 10 points. Every other week has been below that. He hasn't had a good game. He quite frankly has not had a good day game. And he's not someone I'm starting. I am not starting Allen Robinson until he shows me a lot of reasons to start him over who I have right now. Because I'm going to assume you have some good wide receivers at this point in the season. It's pretty hard not to have some good wide receivers. So for me to have a team where Allen Robinson is starting, it's got to be a pretty bad receiving core. He hasn't done anything all season. He's got Green Bay. Bears are not going to be able to put up many points in that game. Tampa Bay, Bears are not going to be able to do much. That defensive line is going to overwhelm fields. And San Francisco, it's just not going to be a good season for Allen Robinson. That's not because he's a bad player. Allen Robinson is a good player. But in this offense, I don't think Allen Robinson is someone that we can really start in fantasy football right now. Antonio Gibson, because of the stress factor, that's the next comment. I believe that that was a misreport. I don't think the guy has a stress factor. I really don't. I've talked to now two doctors about stress fractures, and both of them have basically told me, hey, if he has a stress fracture in his foot, if this report is actually accurate, he would not be playing out there, and he would not be playing at the level that he's playing. And they wouldn't be giving him 20 runs a game. It just doesn't seem really plausible that he actually has a fracture in his shin. Now, is he fighting through some injuries? Yes. But I don't really personally believe right now that it is a fractured shin. Now, what do I do with him? Against Kansas City, I start him and hope for another 20 points. And then I probably try to move on from Antonio Gibson personally. This is what I'm talking about. I own him in two leagues. This is my plan for him. After Kansas City, I'm going to try to move on from him if he has a big week. Because he gets Green Bay, Denver by Tampa Bay, Carolina. Those aren't great matchups. This offense is shaky, it's inconsistent, and it's hard to rely on. And I don't like relying on running backs that are playing for a team like this when McKissick is getting involved. If Gibson were seeing a lot of targets every game, I would be fine staying staying with him. That's how I'm fine with James Robinson on the, the Jaguars. But he's not seeing the targets. J.D. McKissick is. So when he's not getting that safe floor from the receiving game, it freaks me out pretty big. So I'm hoping for a big game against Kansas City, and then I'm going to try to trade him for a comparable running back. And, you know, maybe a slightly worse running back and a wide receiver if you need him, or maybe a slightly better running back who had a few bad weeks. But Antonio Gibson is a good RB2 this season, but I don't think he goes into RB1 territory at all this season because that offense is going to hold him back. Kadarius Tony. Let's talk about Kadarius Tony. I believe he is playing. He was originally questionable because of the uh, the ankle injury. He's still questionable, but it looks like he's going to play. All right. So he's going against the Rams, which have not really been that great of a defense this season. They have a ton of talent, great personnel, great coaching, but it hasn't really come together. So I'm not scared of the matchup per se. I'm not excited about it, but it's definitely not something that's that's scaring me off of Kadarius Tony. Um, they, they have not been a superb secondary. So that being said, just Kadarius Tony as a player, I think if you own him, you should be starting him. 
unless you've got some phenomenal players ahead of him. But Kadarius Toney showed us so much last week. And now with Kenny Galladay hurt and Saquon Barkley hurt, he's going to see so much volume that in PPR leagues, he's an extremely safe floor. And then throw in the ridiculous talent, the the uh, force broken tackle machine that he is, the yards after catch machine that he is. He has an incredibly high floor or, or ceiling as well as an incredibly high floor. So I don't see a way that if you have Kadarius Tony, you bench him after what he's done the last two weeks, especially last week. Now, could he flop? Yes, of course. He's a rookie playing for the Giants. Of course he could flop. However, I'd rather him flop in my lineup than him put up another 30 burger in my bench. So I'm starting Kadarius Tony, And if he has, you know, 15 plus points, honestly, 13 plus points again this week, I am going to make a podcast on Monday about how we consider him moving forward. Because if he puts up another 13 to 15 or so points, we need to start considering him as a wide receiver two and not just a wide receiver three flex with upside. But I, I love Kadari Stone. I love him. He's becoming one of my favorite players. I'll just give you that as well. All right. All 49ers running backs. Okay. Elijah Mitchell is startable right now. Trey Sermon, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I have no clue. He looked pretty good. I thought he put up 89 yards when they played him. And then they gave him, what, two snaps or something. I genuinely don't understand what Shanahan is doing with the running backs. I have no clue. And there's a chance that when Jeff Wilson comes back, he's going to get a chance to be the lead back, which I think is kind of dumb because Eliza Mitchell has been good and they spent a very high uh, pick on... um, They spent a high pick on... What's his face? On Trey Sermon. But for some reason, they don't seem to be ready to commit to either, either of those runners. So when Jeff Wilson comes back... He's going to be in later November, so probably week 10 or week 11. They've got some favorable matchups, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston, uh, Jacksonville, Minnesota. They've got favorable matchups. Jeff Wilson has shown us in the past that he can put up big games. Week 7 of last year, 32 points. Uh, week 15, 12. Week 16, 27. Week 17, 23. I could see Jeff Wilson being involved in this offense. So pick up Jeff Wilson and throw him on your IR or wherever you can put him and just stash him. But as of right now, you can start Elijah Mitchell. I don't love it because this offense is kind of scary to me uh, and unpredictable. But but Trey Sermon is pretty much droppable at this point. All righty, moving on. Javante Williams. This one got a lot of likes. Let's talk about Javante Williams. I'm going to predict another mini breakout. Probably not a full-fledged breakout. I don't know when we'll see the full-fledged breakout, but I'm going to say 16-plus points this week for Javante Williams. I mentioned earlier the Rams or the or L, the Vegas. Vegas has a, uh, a fairly weak run defense, and I think Javante Williams will be able to ca- capitalize. He's been great recently. He's making people miss. He's breaking tackles, yards after contact machine. Um, he he should have had more yardage last week, but he started cramping at the end of the game. Melvin Gordon, he's not... It's a perfect storm of Javante's looking good. He's looking better every week, and Melvin Gordon is looking worse and worse and worse. Uh, I think we were five weeks in, and something like 25% of Melvin Gordon's total yards this season came on one play. So... 
Melvin Gordon is being phased out of the offense slowly but surely. He's getting less efficient. He's seeing less volume. And Javante Williams is going to break out. Now, he's a second-half breakout guy where I think he can be an RB2 in the second half of the season. Right now, he's a flex in deeper leagues. And then in favorable matchups, we can play him. So I like him this week against Vegas. I think he has a big week. I think he has another week that shows us, hey, this guy is for real. Get him on your roster before it's too late. But if you have him already, I think we should start him this week. We'll talk about him more as well in the starts and sits. Marquise Hollywood Brown. All right, Marquise Hollywood Brown should be considered a wide receiver one. He should be considered a wide receiver one in every league, in every format. He's one drop away from being like the number two overall wide receiver right now. One drop away. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, since about week 12 of last season, has looked great. He's looked phenomenal. And he's now the wide receiver one in what has become a pass-heavy offense. Uh, Harbaugh has taken what has been for the past few years a uh, a run-heavy offense, and when he saw that they just didn't have the means to be that run-heavy offense because of all the injuries that happened to the running backs in the team, they have now become a pass-heavy offense, which is very interesting how they've changed and restructured the offense, but uh, but um, but Marquise Hollywood Brown is a reason why they've been able to do that. Look, the Bra- the Ravens rank sixth in pass yards. That is something that we are not used to seeing. The Ravens. Let me see where they rank in attempts. They rank tenth in pass attempts as well. This is a pass heavy offense, and Marquise Hollywood Brown elevating his game is a big reason why they're able to do that. And also, let's be honest, Lamar Jackson has arrived as a passer. Past year, there were throws where you just say, man, maybe he doesn't have what it takes to be an elite passer. No, he looks like an elite passer now. And Marquise Holly Brown is benefiting greatly. All right, we'll throw in a few more players here. Terrace Marshall, I still think he should be stashed in deeper leagues. In 12-man leagues, you probably don't need to own him. Devontae Smith and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is the wide receiver one on the Buccaneers, which are a pass-heavy team with a great quarterback who throws a lot of touchdowns. Antonio Brown looks explosive. He looks like he's running routes as well as he ever has. He looks fast. His hands are great. He made a great play on Thursday night to really seal the game. The ball was behind him. The defender made a good play, and Brown just hauled in the catch. So Antonio Brown, I would consider right now a must-start and I would consider him the wide receiver one on the Buccaneers offense. And then Devontae Smith, I really love next year if Sirianni is gone. The play call in Philadelphia is so bad. It's, it's pretty ridiculous how bad the play call is. Devontae Smith is startable in plus matchups. You know, against Detroit, I'll probably start him. Against the Giants and Jets, I'll probably start him. Washington, Giants, Jets, Washington, I'll start him. So he's someone that I'm probably stashing and trying to trade for right now because his, his back half of the season schedule is incredibly easy. Listen to his schedule starting week 12. Giants, Jets, bye. Washington, Giants, Washington, Dallas. That's a pretty darn easy schedule. And if you can get him for the price of a wide receiver three and throw him on your bench till then, 
I think that he might be a league winner. But right now, I'm not super interested in starting him just because the play call is so bad. And we also have to throw in Jalen Hurts. He has been, I want to talk about him real fast as well. He has been such an incredible fantasy producer so far in his NFL career. But this season in particular, 27, 20, 20, 27, 21, 25. Not a single game under 20 fantasy points. He is playing lights out in terms of fantasy football. And he's got some easy schedules to finish up the season. He's got some easy matchups and easy schedule to finish up the season. So if there are people who are concerned that he's going to get benched, try to capitalize that and trade for Jalen Hurts. He's one of the few quarterbacks that I would actually be trying to trade for right now because, yes, he's performing high at a fantasy value, but there are people who think he's a terrible real-life quarterback and will be benched. I don't think he's a great real-life quarterback. I think a lot of the faults are uh, the head coach's play calling. I don't think I'm not saying he is a good quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be benched anytime soon. So try to capitalize on that kind of panic uh, and pick up or trade for Jalen Hurts just because he's going to win you leagues. All right, we've got time for a few more players. I'm trying to find one that you know you don't hear being talked about too much. Um, Jags wide receivers. I'm staying away from them. I'm staying away from that offense. It's painful, and I don't really want to be a part of it. Some of them will have good weeks, but I don't really want to predict it. I can I can find value elsewhere. I can find a good wide receiver much easier. Stefan Diggs. All right, we'll close up with the Stefan Diggs. Let's talk about him because his season has been pretty underwhelming so far. I believe he's outside of the top 12 at the wide receiver position. Yep, he's outside of the top 24. He's 26th. He really hasn't had a, a big, big game that won you a week yet, which is what he did all of last season. Now, he's got Tennessee coming up, and then a bye, and then Miami, and then Jacksonville, and then the Jets. So I think it's coming. Let's just say that. I think that the Stefan Diggs' breakout is coming, and he was someone that I would be trying desperately to trade for. He's getting targets, 13, 8, 10, 10, 5. He's getting targets and receptions. He's getting yards. He's just not finding the end zone right now. And that's going to change, I believe. I believe Emmanuel Sanders isn't going to be this two-touchdown-a-game guy. I think Stephon Diggs is going to be leaned on in the back half of the season. I think he and Josh Allen starts connecting. I mean, last game would have been huge. It was almost a massive game. He almost got a touchdown, which would have given him a much bigger game, but he, he didn't realize the defender was right behind him and kind of stopped running. But So he was close that game, too. It's not that Diggs is playing poorly. Diggs is playing well. It just hasn't resulted in the fantasy points. He's one of the players where you look at how they're performing on the field and it doesn't match up with their fantasy. Op- I mean, the opposite of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, you like what he's doing on the field, does not line up. He should not be the number two fantasy quarterback. Stephon Diggs, you look at what he's doing in the field and you say he should not be the number 26 wide receiver in PPR leagues. It's going to change. It will probably change this week, I think. Tennessee by Miami, Jacksonville, Jets. Massive things are on their way for Stefan Diggs. Keep an eye on this, too. The week of the fantasy football championships, he's going against Atlanta. So just keep an eye on that as well. So Diggs is someone I would trade for. Devontae Smith is someone I would trade for. And then Jalen Hurts is someone I would trade for as well. And then Kadarius Toney, if he puts up 13-plus points, we got to talk about him again because he's going to He's going to make my heart explode. I love that man if he can do that. If he can if he can post 13 points this week plus, man, I'm going to be excited. So there are a few players that we talked about. We talked through my, my thoughts on them. That's kind of what we originally did on this podcast. 
Uh, we never did starts and sits. We never went through matchups. We just talked about players. So it's kind of fun to get to do that again. And I'm going to try to inc- incorporate more of these podcasts each week where we just talk about players that you all want to hear about instead of just starts and sits. Now, tomorrow, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, I will do a starts and sits podcast for you all. I know it's late, but uh, I'm I'm picking up a shift at the old first watch to make some extra money. Uh want to go buy myself a steak, honestly. Uh, but uh, Sarah and I, our anniversary for two years is coming up here in about five days. So I'm taking her out to a very nice dinner. So I got to gotta make the money with that. And uh, I want to also say before you all go, the prize picks giveaway item is the DK Metcalf card from long ago that we bought. It's the DK Metcalf Rookie Gems Panini Flawless Rookie Signatures uh, card. It's worth 300 to 500 bucks on eBay. It is an amazing giveaway item. It, it breaks my heart to give it away. But if you want to be entered to win that, go download PrizePix using my promo code, promo code PROFIT. And when you use that promo code PROFIT and make your initial deposit, they'll match your deposit 100% up to $100. So free money. And then you can play all weekend. Play. Put your money on Leonard Fournette or Antonio Gibson or whoever you want to root for. And uh, do the overs and the unders, making your bets on how well a player will do. And cash out at the end of Sunday and see how well you did. And then also rest assured knowing even if you didn't win, which you probably will. Some of those projections are easy to guess. Uh, Even if you didn't win, though, or even if you did, you're automatically entered to win an awesome DK Metcalf rookie card. So uh, make sure you sign up for PrizePix using that promo code. And thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. Very soon. I'll see you in about... 12 hours. So thanks for listening, everyone.